Hi everyone, welcome to X Network. Today we're going to discuss on the proclamation of emergency. I know it, it might be a little bit late now, but um, I believe this is a worth discuss issue because Anwar Ibrahim decides to bring the matter to court for judicial review. So, um, actually, this is my very first time doing a podcast without a full script. This may help me to improve my language skill and to sharpen my way of thinking when I'm speaking. Uh, most importantly, this is to help the people, the laymen, to understand the issues easier. Um, so for this podcast, I will try to include as many views as possible. So yeah, let's get started. For the proclamation of emergency, it was declared on 12 January 2021. The king, Sultan Abdullah Ahmad Shah, he assented to the government's request for the proclamation of, of emergency. Actually, this is not the first time that our country undergoes um, proclamation of emergency. This is actually the fifth time. Um, the first time was in 1964 for the confrontation between Indonesia and Malaysia, and 1966, 1969, and 1977. Um, quite a number of it. The reason for the proclamation this time is to tackle COVID nineteen. This is this is the official reason because according to the constitution, there must be a valid reason to declare emergency. So to tackle COVID nineteen is the official reason given by the government. There are different responses from the public, from the opposition, from the government. Some will say that actually this is the tactic by the. Um, Prime Minister Muhyiddin to avoid the fall of his government and to avoid his government from being tested in the parliament, to avoid the general election from being held, and to stop the threat from up north. Some said it is necessary to have a emergency in this kind of situation with the cases um up to four thousand, five thousand a day. Um. But to be very honest, we see no big difference between the normal MCO, um, last March, in two thousand twenty, and also the emergency now. The only difference is the suspension of the parliament and also the general election being postponed. Yeah, and there are some um differences as well, like combining the effort from the private hospital to combat COVID nineteen. Of course, you can say that withholding general election is to prevent the new clusters,、uh, rather than afraid of facing the results of the general election. Of course, you can say that. But why the parliament is being suspended remains a question. So,、um, that that is a very brief introduction to the proclamation of emergency. So, what is the exact effect of the emergency to us? Because we see like. Basically, there is not much difference in terms of the SOP.、Um, we still can go out at night. We can still, yeah, we can still go out at night. We can still go shopping. The the business open as usual. But what what is the differences? What are the differences from the aspect of the SOP? Actually, there's no not much difference because the SOP the SOP is not even as strict as the previous MCO. So, I would like to discuss 
of the effect from a more legal aspect. Proclamation of emergency and the ordinance, emergency ordinance, suspends the parliament, the state, le- the state legislature, and also the general election. Emergency allows the emergency ordinance, which is the legis- legislation, to be passed without going through the parliament. Because in Malaysia, we are a democratic, democratic country where a piece of rule, when it is going to be turned into law, it has to be passed in the parliament. But with emergency, any law can be passed if the YDPA is satisfied that there is a necessity to do so. There is no need to pass the law in the parliament and the executive branch of the country will turn into the legislative. So, um, there was a case in 2000 which states that if the parliament is sitting and the cabinet is in existence, the YDPA exercises its powers on advice. YDPA can only aid on his own when the government is not in existence. So basically at this point, I hope the audience can somewhat understand that although YDPA was the one declaring the emergency, including this emergency, but the truth is the YDPA can only act based on the advice of the cabinet and it is a must for him to do so. His Majesty was bound, is actually bound by the will of the PM. If the Prime Minister wishes to declare the emergency, then the YDPA is bound to do so. The same concept applies to the ordinance itself. Like, um, although it was the YDPA who promulgates the ordinance, but it was actually done by the Prime Minister and the Executive Branch. So, how powerful is the ordinance? To what extent it can go? There are a few safeguards in our constitution on fundamental liberties. Like Article 5, it talks on the... Um, uh, what, yeah? Okay, i take another example. On Article 8, it talks on the equality before the law. And also Article 10, it talks on freedom of speech, freedom of assembly... Um, freedom of association but the con- the ordinance passed during the emergency it can violate the constitution including fundament- fundamental liberties if it wishes to but there are a few exceptions like the matters of Islamic law the custom of the Malays native law or custom in Sabah and Sarawak religion, citizenship and also language a very clear example is that even during emergency no one can force a Buddhist, a Christian to be Muslim. Um, there's another example on the power of the ordinance because that's what I have said. This is not the first time that our country entered into the emergency. So during May Tigablas, the racial riot, the press medias were suspended. During normal time, it is a clear violation to the freedom of speech. But during emergency, it is legit, it is valid. Similarly, if the government wishes to restrict fundamental liberties, it is allowed to do so. Um, although there are some cases in the court that say that the fundamental rights of citizens shall be protected in any situation. But there are also some cases indicated otherwise. As what I have mentioned in the very first, in the very beginning of 
on this podcast. Anwar Ibrahim wishes to challenge the proclamation because the opposition opines that the proclamation is an excuse for Prime Minister Muhyiddin to escape from the parliament. The opposition will say, okay, it sounds valid that you want to combat COVID-19, so you declare emergency. But why? Why you suspend the parliament? What are the rationale? And what is... Are they even interrelated? So that is the question by the opposition. And they believe that this is a political move, so they wish to challenge the decision in the court. But can they do so? If we refer to the constitution, if we do a plan reading, a literal reading on the Article 150 of the constitution, Article 150 governs the um, proclamation of emergency. If we take a literal view on it, the answer is simply no. The proclamation of emergency and also the ordinances passed during the emergency cannot be questioned in the court because it does not fall within the jurisdiction of the court. Article 150 Clause 8 provides that no court shall have jurisdiction to review the validity of the proclamation and the ordinance passed during proclamation. But this clause, Clause 8, is not originally within the constitution. It was aided through the amendment in 1981. So. Is it valid? Because it is not original. It was aided later on by the parliament. In the famous case of Indira Gandhi, decided in 2018, the court said that any law, including constitutional amendment, cannot exclude the power of the court to review any matter. So it might include Article 150, Clause 8 as well. However, in the latest judgment of Maria Chen's case decided this year, the court seems to turn down the approach by saying that since the constitution is supreme, then the court is bound to follow what is within the constitution. If the constitution does not allow judicial review for the proclamation, then the court shall be bound to follow it since the constitutional amendment is already an integral part of the constitution. This reminds me of a case which was decided in the United Kingdom in 1969 where there was an Oster Clause which prevented judicial review as well. The court did not say that the clause is invalid or unconstitutional or what else. Instead, the court looked from the perspective of the validity of the decision made. In a simpler term, if the decision to declare emergency was not done in good faith, the court is allowed to review the proclamation. Um, the, problem how, the problem now is how the court is to ascertain whether it was done in good faith. So basically, this is, this is my mere opinion. And this suddenly reminds me of the case, the UK case. I'm not so sure how the Malaysian court is going to adopt this doctrine or principle or not. Because the court has to take into account of the public policy and also the interests of the public. So, checks and balances, they are very important element. If the legislative power is taken away by the executive, then there is no difference between Malaysia and China. But clearly, 
within our constitution, the proclamation is allowed. The proclamation and the constitution allows the legislative power to be taken away by the executive. So, since the constitution allows so, the power must be exercised very carefully to prevent the power because uh, to prevent the abuse of power because the power is concentrated on one man's hand which is the prime minister so um once again this is merely my own opinion and this is not um legal advice so i hope you enjoy my uh, a few opinions on the issues and how the how Anwar Ibrahim may challenge the uh, the decision made by the Prime Minister. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this.